This is the PMC Podcast with Kristen Brandt and Bill Alfano. The Pan Mass Challenge, raising money for life-saving cancer research and treatment at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Now here's Kristen Brandt and Bill Alfano. This is Kristen, and I am here with my co-host, Bill Alfano, for the PMC Podcast. Hello, Kristen. So we're going to be talking about basically the next event that PMC has from a fundraising standpoint, which is the winter cycle. And we have two interviews coming up. But before we jump into them, why don't we just talk about what is the winter cycle and where does it fit in the larger you know, PMC infrastructure. Sure. I mean, so winter cycle 2023 uh, will be on February 4th. And very lucky to say we're back at Fenway Park uh, in their new venue, which is uh, 521 Overlook. So it sits in the outfield and right field overlooking the field towards home plate. Amazing new space there. Um, We will have five sessions starting at eight in the morning. Each session will have the ability to have 180 riders. You can go to wintercycle.org to find out all the event details um, that you might want to know. But um, yeah, we're back. We're in person. Uh, we're big. Uh, very excited for this year's uh, winter cycle or next year's. But it is the first event um, on the PMC's annual fundraising calendar. So what we're going to do is we've got two great interviews. We have yes. a rider. We have an instructor. So why don't we uh, take a break and we'll come back with both of those. At Ropes and Gray. We have a vision that's guided by our commitment to our clients and a devotion to supporting our communities and our people. Our mission to practice with purpose drives our actions every day. And our commitment to the PanMass Challenge is a great example of what we mean by purpose. Supporting the PanMass Challenge is one of Ropes and Gray's most treasured traditions. We've had a team of cyclists from the firm in the PanMass Challenge every year since 2001. Collectively, Ropes and Gray riders and volunteers have raised more than $2.6 million for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Going the extra mile comes naturally to Ropes and Gray, especially when it comes to participating in the PanMass Challenge. Working and cycling together, we can all play a part in advancing cancer treatment and research. Hi, Kelly. Hi, guys. Why don't Hello. you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Hi. Well, my name is Kelly Tower. I'm from Webster, Massachusetts. I've lived in Sutton, Mass., for the last almost four years with my boyfriend and our three animals. We just recently adopted a kitten. I was a nanny for ever until this past March. Um, Now I work in the dental field as a healthcare coordinator. I, I help patients make financial decisions for dental work and care so that we can help them get what they need. So you, we're here to talk about winter cycle. Um, You're a rider in the winter cycle. How many cycles have you done? (laughs) So this actually will be my fifth winter cycle. So the reason I came to Dana-Farber was for a second opinion after a really scary diagnosis. I was 21 years old and I just, I had like this weird feeling about a mole. I had never had my moles checked ever in my life. It was on my abdomen, my belly, right next to my belly button. And it was just a tiny little black pen dot. It was freaky. And something in my body told me that that mole was not okay. It wasn't abnormal looking. It wasn't anything to be alarmed about. So I just made an appointment 
And it ended up being on December 30th of 2013. I went to the dermatologist. He looked at it. He looked at a couple others and he was like, you're fine. Like that is absolutely, that's nothing to worry about. And I was like, no, no, I don't. I was like, can you cut it off? I didn't know like what the you said, you said my mom is a my mom's a former nurse and her first answer always is just cut it off. <laughs> and that's how that's my point of view now. And he did a shave biopsy. He said he'd call in a week or two and called me 22 hours later. Mm-hmm. And I had melanoma. And I needed to have um general surgery done to check the margins. Yep. And I had that done on January 10th of 2014 and my margins were clear. And so it sounds like you went from there to Dana-Farber for a second opinion. Was that in part because you weren't feeling so So because of insurance purposes, I couldn't go directly to Dana-Farber. Of course. Mm. I had to go to the same office because I was in a scramble at that point. So I got another opinion with another doctor in that office. So that was January. And then I did not get into Dana-Farber until August of that year, just due to the fact that I had had the removal. I didn't have anything from the surgery. My margins were clear. Yeah. So I was okay with waiting. It wasn't, it was no longer an emergency. I was okay. Right. I wasn't okay, but I was okay with, I had, I knew I had an appointment coming up yeah. and then August 8th of 2014, I met Dr. Lynn and she has just become so important in my life over the last 10 years. Most recently, my brother was diagnosed with stage four metatastic melanoma. I immediately sent her a message on the Dana-Farber portal saying help because I didn't even know what to do, where to begin. And that woman picked up the phone and called personally Hmm. and took his name, his information. And she says, we will take care of him. And I said, I know you will. I was in route to PMC unpaved weekend to volunteer. I was just getting off the mass pike in Lenox when we found out. And I just, I'm like, there's no place in this world that I would rather be than here with all of my PMC family, all of my PMC volunteer family. It was just a surreal weekend. And Dr. Lynn ended up getting my brother in that following Monday morning. And he started treatment that Thursday. That's incredible. So what from your first winter cycle. If I recall, I believe your first year, you were one of our speakers, right? A living proof speaker. Was that your second year, first year? Nope, first. It was um, my first year. What was that like to, to, to tell your story as well as to participate in the event? I felt like I was on top of the world and that a lot of people don't realize how serious skin cancer can be. And how important it is to be aware of your own body and how important it is to wear sunscreen, whether it's 15 SPF or 50 or 75 or a hundred, anything helps. Even going outside in the wintertime, the UV index is low, but you still need to have some sort of protection on your face and your ears that are going into the sun. Like the sun's still there, whether it's behind the clouds, 
it's snowing out, it's still there and it's dangerous. The PMC started Billy's mother passed away with a melanoma. I mean, there are other people I who passed in his life, but that was the true catalyst. Oh, so did you? Yeah, I mean, I actually looked up ahead of time. So it turns out that skin cancer is actually the most common cancer in the United States with one in five Americans developing skin cancer by the age of 70. More than two people die of skin cancer in the U.S. every hour. And having five or more sunburns doubles your risk of melanoma. But when detected early, the five-year survival rate for melanoma is 99%. It's almost so common that I think it's, it's underestimated. You it know. really, 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 really is. For winter cycle, Kelly, I mean, is it, does it all come back or, or is it more cathartic? I mean, what happened? Like every year you get the save the date, registration opens on this date. What goes through your mind? Like, what does excited. that mean to you? Yeah. I get excited because I get to share my story again on the platform of social media for someone somewhere, hopefully to read and I'm always talking about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be able to stand up in front of a crowd and talk. I did have a few people come up to me saying like, my daughter was here and I am so thankful that you talked about sunscreen and sunless tanning and how just terrible it is. And, and that means I did my job that I, that's why I was put on earth, I think. And that's why I had the experience I had with melanoma is to help other people. And I'm just going to go with that because that's my purpose. So if someone's out there sitting on the fence for winter cycle, I, this is like the biggest layup question because you are you are the biggest PMC advocate maybe I know. Um, <laughs> what, what would you say to them? Whether they are living proof or um, not living join, proof. Sign up, fundraise. It is so much fun. A couple of years ago, it got postponed because of COVID. And then we got to ride our bikes on the field, in the dirt. It was 90 something degrees outside. And I have never sweat so much in my life, but I have never felt so good. You briefly touched on, I don't know if you want to talk about it anymore, but going into this year with the diagnosis of your brother, where does that play in your head and heart? And how do you bring that to the event? Wow. <laughs> so where that plays, don't mind being emotional about this one, but if I didn't have the connection I had at Dana Farber for myself, every single employee that I was with at Unpaved that weekend said, whatever you need, we're here, we can help anything. And having that as like a backup connection to the connection I have with my ongoing dermatologist at Dana Farber was a blessing in disguise. And they all keep checking in on me. How's Matt? How's, how's your brother? Any updates? Like, um, but I think this year going into the ride and also adding him to my why, I never thought that I would be adding my own brother to my why. It's really scary because it's, it is the same cancer I had. His is just wasn't caught early. But the sense of that, if neither of us advocated for ourselves, where would I be if I didn't advocate for myself that day? And my brother has kind of the same story. He just was dismissed and dismissed over and over again for a strained back since April of this year, 2022. He ended up sneezing in August. 
and he felt a huge crack pop in his back and then could not feel his legs. And he called the doctor and was like, I need an MRI. Things are not getting better. They ordered the MRI. And then the orthopedic doctor said, yeah, you have a fracture, but you also, it looks like you might have a, like a growth or a tumor, but it it could be scar tissue. Um, but we're going to go in with a CAT scan in contrast. And now my brother's like, Oh, it's probably nothing. And it's probably nothing, but it could be something. So they did the contrast the day of my grandmother's wake, um, which we were going through all of that as well. And then Friday, um, my way to PMC Unpaved is we found out it was cancer the night before, and that was Thursday night, and that was an oncologist from Worcester. And he said that it was where it was, it was untreatable with chemo. Um and it probably would be resistant to radiation as well. And then Friday, we got the melanoma dose diagnosis that it was stage four and it was metatastic. And the reason it's stage four metatastic is because it is not on the outside of his body. It's on the inside. It's in his bone and it's around his bone. Um, so what's even scarier is it started somewhere on the outside of his body. Right. And for years, he just was going to the dermatologist as, and he didn't have anything that warranted removal. Adding my brother to my why this year is just something that hits real close to home. But at the same time, I've fundraised, I've given back to Dana Farber. And I know that he is in the best hands possible. Dana Farber, we're lucky enough to live in Massachusetts, a stone throw from the best cancer hospital in the entire world. Um, His melanoma is a lot different than my melanoma. And he has a long road ahead of him. But we started with immunotherapy and um, he was supposed to have surgery last Friday to remove the tumor and his bone and that ended up getting pushed back due to they think a reaction from the immunotherapy. He had a fever and they're going to immobilize the the tumor and that bone. And then they're going to go in and remove the bone that the cancer's in. Thankfully it is only in that L2 and the tumor around it. And they're going to take it out and they're going to put it in a really cool medical device. And then he's going to be titanium man. I'm so glad we can give you this platform to tell your brother's story. I consider you a PMC like ambassador or evangelist. <laughs> um, but, you know, thank you for writing and volunteering and fundraising. And I'm sure I can speak for Kristen. Obviously, please pass along our best for your brother. And I will. I will. Treatment yes, plan goes, goes well. Um, and. I'll say this on record. If you need anything, you know where to find us. <laughs> As you I know. appreciate that. And right. then I just want to share one little more thing before we sure. go, just because it's really one of the bigger, because he's not with us anymore, is Carter. He's my cousin. Um, 
we lost Carter when he was 21 months old to acute myeloid leukemia. And in the same instances, my cousin Sam, she knew something was wrong and they just kept giving her the runaround. And it was too late when we found out. And he is with us every single day. And he's one of my biggest whys. And when I was diagnosed with melanoma is when he came, he went out of remission. He wasn't in remission anymore. Um, He was in remission for 54 days in December of 2013 was the time that we had with him before he went to heaven. And I was going through that. And I don't think I really in the moment was able to process what I was even going through because I had to enjoy every day we had with him while he was still here. So he really is one of at the top of my list is my wife who's in heaven. I wish I had all the money in the world to be like, bam, here's, here's here, but I can't do that. So the way I can do that is volunteering riding and fundraising. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your yeah, story. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for continuing to advocate for the PNC. Thank you for helping advocate for sunscreen. I think we might need to get you a sunscreen sponsor. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's expensive. It Don't is. Don't use the bad stuff. And, and we're sending all of our love to your brother and your family. Absolutely. And please, please keep us in the loop and tell us how he's I doing. I will. I will. Why don't we start with having you introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Kate Stover, and I'm an instructor at Axel Boston, which is a pretty much brand new studio here in East Boston. I live right down the street. I've been a spin instructor for about two and a half years now, but I've been riding indoor cycling for almost five years. And this will be my second time participating and teaching for the PMC Winter Cycle. What really is kind of the difference between cycling and spin? So especially at Axel, our spin classes are beat-based. So our premier Axel ride is a rhythm ride. We're riding to the beat of the music. And as an instructor, when we're putting together playlists, we're working with different original songs and different remixes. And we're tracking the BPMs, the beats per minute. And that is what helps us guide the class in terms of, are we climbing a hill? Are we doing an endurance jog? Or are we on a run, a super fast beat? Um, When it comes to, you know, cycling, of course, you're on terrain, whether you're outdoor or you're indoor on an indoor bike. Right. But you're not necessarily like riding to the beat of an EDM song, uh, (laughs) taking it out of the saddle on the beat drop while lights are flashing in your face like you're at the club. That's, I would say that's the key difference is indoor cycling is beat, vast majority of indoor cycling is beat based um, and thematically programmed to the beat of the music and either a genre, an artist, or just a general story that we're trying to tell throughout the 45 minutes of a ride. If we take a step back and look, we're sitting on bikes that don't go anywhere. And the only thing that is generating this power is you and is yourself making the choice to clip in making the choice to keep going, to add resistance and to face your own challenge. And that's really the part of participating in the PMC winter cycle that feels so incredibly special to bring indoor cycling hand in hand with this incredible cause and movement that is honoring the heroes of our survivors, our doctors, our nurses in the incredible city of Boston, that they step up to the challenge with what they are faced every day and keep going 
and they don't stop. And I feel like I could just cross off all my questions now. So <laughs> I was going to say, so let's take it. Let's talk about yeah. your role at Winter Cycle. Yeah, um, sure. My colleague and I from Axel Boston will be leading one of the 45-minute cycle ride sessions. So we'll be up there, mic'd up, and really producing this playlist, an incredible 45-minute moment for all of the riders who will be with us uh, in our morning time slot. The first song starts, you're on the mic. First impression. I'll tell you, I have been at Fenway Park more times than I can count. I am a BU grad and I was at Fenway for Red Sox games all throughout the spring of my semesters. I think I went to five concerts there this past summer. Fenway is a premier place to be here in Boston. And getting mic'd up and doing a check with that DJ and then looking at the camera in my face and realizing that's my face on the Jumbotron out in center field <laughs> was an absolutely surreal top 10 life moment. Um, and to know that it was all happening because of something that I am incredibly passionate about, connecting with an unbelievable cause in our city. And the PMC is a charity that is near and dear to my heart. Um, my boyfriend has ridden in the summer cycle for um, a family friend who uh, they had lost to cancer about five years ago now. And I cheered him on all throughout that ride. And I couldn't believe it came time for me, indoor cycling, to have a moment to contribute to this charity was something that I am super passionate about. From year one to year two, um, what brought you back? I, I will say the, the event itself is what brought me back. Really this moment I'm holding on to is when we had walked into Fenway Park in our matching outfits and we're nervous and we're reviewing the playlist and we turn around and our pedal partner, um, walked up to us with her family. So, you know, our, our pedal partner is, um, a patient with Dana Farber who, um, was was really what we were there for. And being able to meet her, her sister, her parents, take a photo and just have that special moment of today, I'm not just riding a bike that goes nowhere. I'm not just teaching a normal class. I'm doing this for something so much bigger, um, for this little girl um, who's, who's here for our session. And it's that moment, um, Oh my gosh, I just got chills about it. <laughs> that, that I am waiting for and so ready for um, for this coming year in 2023. Is it extra pressure um, to do winter cycle or is it one of those things where it, it, all, it just, it rises you? Like, how does it work? I think it's a little bit of both. And you think about not only is this the largest class I've ever taught, what, 180 bikes? Um, hello, we have 36 in this bed room. I was going to say, uh, so on average, you're not at 180 bikes. Per not <laughs> probably, um, the largest class I will ever teach to in my life. Okay. And you think about one of those life moments of this in is, an iconic place too, yes. right? Like yes. not in a, not in a dark room yes. with no windows. I have to, I just have to say that my friend, a friend of mine was, was coming to the the event to work one of the tables. And afterwards we were chatting about the ride and she said, Kate, I was driving through Kenmore square with my windows down and I heard your voice radiating from Fenway park. And I knew I was in the right place. <laughs> so if people want to ride winter cycle, 
in particular, if they want Ronald want to ride your session, Kate, what session are you leading and um, what are they in store for? 9.15 a.m. session. I'm very pumped to be teaching a morning session. I am a morning girl. We thrive in the morning. We start the day off right. And then we bring the energy for the rest of the day. So 9.15 is going to pop off. And <laughs> you can absolutely expect some of those crowd favorite jams. We're going Boston themed, city themed, and hard work themed. Taking in account this incredible event and all the people that we're there with in this incredibly iconic space in our amazing city that we call home. That's what you can expect at 9.15. Kate, I know as an instructor, you probably don't have as much interaction, but what do you see from Winter Cycle volunteers? Um, we talk a lot about the riders and the instructors. Uh, do you have any experiences with volunteers or what you see them doing at Winter Cycle? My experience, you know, I walked into Fenway Park and I'm like, well, I've been here probably a hundred times before, but never ever like this. Um, so as we walk up to the table, everyone is unbelievably kind, happy to be there, sporting their PMC t-shirts, pointing out all the different places we're supposed to go. And I knew who to ask questions. I was looking for Justine, wondering where I'm supposed to put the mic on, had questions about getting a water bottle. Um, anyone that I turned to who was in a volunteer t-shirt was so kind and supportive. What's the chance of seeing you and your co-instructor at the after party this year, Kate? Wait a minute. What's the after party? Oh. What, what, what? Traditionally, we've always done an after party um, across the street at the Lansdowne Pub. And we're happy that it, it's back this year. And not only is it back this year from three to seven, we're bringing in uh, beach nights for, for those who live in the Boston area in particular. Um, it's just you can't really have a better band like Chris and the rest of the band are incredible. Chris was with us with Legends of Summer in 2020 and he is letting us borrow him and his amazing band um from three to seven uh, at the after party so now that you have that information also kate will we see you at the after party bill Fenway. she said she was a morning person <laughs> <laughs> like listen you're telling me that on this day i will get to spin at fenway park and then go to Lansdowne after where beach nights will be playing. The chances are 100%. That's great. That sounds awesome. Uh, have a great weekend. The PMC podcast is produced by Sundin Marketing, a full service marketing and communications agency putting ideas into action. For more information, visit sundinmarketing.com. Why don't we share some stats before we wrap up? As we said, the winter cycle started in 2016. How much has it raised to um, maybe not including this year, but in general? Yeah, well, I knew you're going to somewhat ask me that question. So I started writing down numbers as best <laughs> I could. Um, I think it's been about two and a half million dollars since it started, which is um, fantastic. And that does not excuses. That does include the two COVID years where we, because of city ordinances and safety and um, things like that, we had to really lower the number of people who can participate in sessions. So we're, we're proud of that amount of fundraising. You should be. I mean, yeah. I think you guys have been really creative through some very challenging times. I love this event. Again, it just, yeah, me too. you know, it expands the scope. It gets more people involved. The passion is clearly there. The energy is 
crazy too. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you heard it right. As we heard Kate talking, we heard Kelly talking, well, uh, you know, the passion and the energy is outrageous. All right. Well, let's wrap this up um, yes. for show notes. You can go where? Uh, for show notes, you can go to pmc.org and find podcasts and everything you need to know will be there. All right. And to sign up for the winter cycle, go to wintercycle.org um, and you can sign up there and find out more information about the event as well. You're so good at your job. Look at you knowing all those answers. <laughs> I better know those things. I all right. Better. Well, thank you everyone to listening. If you like our show, please tell a friend or three friends, leave a re review for us. And um, thanks for supporting the PMC. Thank you, Kristen.